All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the combat athlete science podcast. I'm getting way better at saying that all the time. Way better. Uh, Hey, we just finished up a really good podcast, uh, really diving into, uh, dehydration. I say diving, we barely touched the surface. Yeah. It, it, It was 30, it was about 40 minutes long. Um, I wanted to come back and kind of jump a little bit more into it. Obviously we could probably spend hours upon hours of really just breaking this down doc. Um, but you know, doc Trentler, doc Trent Nestler, Trentler, Trentler. <laughs> Trentler, um, in the house. Um, you know, uh, uh, and listen, doc is a, is a wealth of knowledge guys. Uh, one, I, I'm blessed to be able to have him here. Um, not just as, uh, as a guy that I get to, to, to talk to, but you know, he's a student, he's a friend, uh, he's a business partner. There's, there's a yeah, lot involved yeah. in there. Right. Um, and so, you know, having doc is like, I was telling guys, it's like, it's like having that, that golden coin in your pocket. Like, you know, I know that if I ever need information that then I'm good to go there with, with doc, but, uh, doc, but want- you know, and, and I, I appreciate that, you know, um, and you and I talked a little bit about this. I mean, my whole profession has been, my whole professional career has been about giving back. And I'm super passionate about giving back to um, whatever field it is that I'm working in, whether it's physical therapy, whether it's sports medicine, you know, and, and obviously jujitsu is a passion for me. Um, you know, and, and one of the questions I would have in my head if I were listening to us right now is like, well, why, why, are, why are we spending so much time on hydration? <laughs> and I would simply say, because it's that important. Um, because it's it's that important for your longevity of your jujitsu career, it's that important for injury prevention, and it's that important for performance enhancement. And if you don't want any of those things, then you should probably turn this podcast off. You probably shouldn't <laughs> be training, <laughs> right? Right. Oh. But I'm, I, I, you know, it's it is, <clears throat> um, it is one of the missing elements of. Uh, uh, overall performance, injury prevention, et cetera. You know, and, and it's, that's why I think we're spending so much time on it because to me, it is that important. It really is that important. It, it truly is. Like, I, and I say this, you know, obviously uh, being a, f- a former soldier, man, hydration's key as a soldier. hundred <laughs> percent. To the point where, you know, I remember being in the military, man. And, and when you had your heat categories, like you had to have a canteen at you with you at all times, you know, and unfortunately, like, you know, it, it seems silly back in the day, but if we go back to this right now. Right. I remember being younger going, why do I have to stand in formation and drink this canteen of water right now and then put the, the empty canteen over my head and be wait till my senior NCO comes by and goes, cool, put it away. Like I was like, I'm a grown man. At, right. at 18, you think you're grown, but right. you're not. Um but I get it. Like, you know, as you go, you're like, well, man, the average 18 year old kid's not going to make sure he's hydrated. Sure. And, and when it comes to, to being, being combat ready, yeah. like, you know, just in that mindset, you, you have to be hydrated. And so that's how important hydration is. And I get it. And um, people wonder what makes the difference between an athlete and an exceptional athlete. Yeah. An exceptional athlete does all of these things. They do the prevention side. They do the hydration side. They do the nutrition side. They do the IV therapy side. They do all of those little things that add five to ten percent, which makes them that exceptional athlete. Well, you know, and, and I think um, 
we're still in the new era of that you know like 100 uh, i always call myself the initial era like we were the first push of americans outside of the dirty dozen that were training jujitsu right you know back in the late 90s um you know and none of this information was out there so to us if you fought hard and you could beat everyone up that was your that was your coup de grace and then the truth was it was because there was not a lot of people training yep. in it you could be better than a lot of people by just being an athlete a previous athlete mm -hmm. and having some sense of discipline as you jump into that today listen the prime athletes that are winning at the highest level and if that's where you want to be at it doesn't matter belt rank they're doing more than you're doing i can promise you 100%. if they're in that top one position 100%. they've got weight training they've got recover let's talk about uh johnny at our yeah, gym yeah. real quick yeah like listen that dude owns a, like this really bad ass company that builds yeah. outdoor stuff yeah. but man that dude's that dude's working outside yeah. man he's not working a cush job he's he's consistent like every time i see him he's got water bottle yeah. in hand he's drinking all the time yeah. he does his weight training he does his recovery yep you know he he trains uh and right now i think he's either number one or two in his weight division in master one blue belt and again it doesn't matter your belt sure. it was like oh he's a blue belt no no dude he's a number like, one I, blue belt <laughs> yeah number n number one or number two yeah right but again, he's doing more than the average guy that's just coming in there and fighting. Hundred percent. You know, and like the guy's like, "Man, I, I don't get it." I'm like, "Well, you're not like all like I, I know this dude lifts. I know he takes care of yep. his body. I know yep. he eats clean. Yeah, like everything is in alignment for him to be there. But you know, if you talk to Johnny, he's like, "Dude, my hydration's key." Yeah, right. So you know, like when when I look at from from that aspect, you know, like if you want to be a top tier athlete, like you said, these days. It can't just be about being a, a blue belt in jujitsu right. or a black belt in jujitsu. Right. What is what is your what, what is your nutrition look like? What does yep. your hydration look like? What is your sleep? Your, your recovery? Sleep? Yeah, all, all of it. All all of that. And I will tell you, um, you know, as a uh, an older athlete, you know, I've been doing this for a bit. Um, you know, the exercise thing. I've been working out for over forty three years. Um, and if you want to be able to sustain that for a long period of time, you know, I want to be able to do this when I'm 60 years old, which is not that far away, <laughs> 70 years old and 80 years old. I want to, I want to be that guy. I want to yeah. be that guy that's still doing it when well, he's listen, 70 and 80. You're already that guy. And, and, and I, and I say this in this aspect, we're both in our fifties, right? Right. I just turned 50 this year. You're what? 54, 54. Okay. We're both in our fifties. The average 50 and 54 year old dude don't look like us. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's not because like I got great genetics. You right. know, I got crappy genetics. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a type two diabetic. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and I say I, there's still so much room for improvement in sure. my personal journey. Um, as, a, but, as but, there is mine. But I, I t like, we're not the same. I was right. like, I was like, you know, like uh, my daughter one day was like, uh, kind of just kind of trying to compare her friends parents to me and i'm sure. like baby we ain't the same right i can look at those parents and tell you we're not the right. same 100 percent. right like you know they're like oh they don't believe they can't believe that you're 50 you know because right. we had our kids a little bit later in life we did too and so you know yeah you know this like yeah. th those parents are in their mid-30s late 30s yeah. and they're like 
No. I'm like, man, you look like 50. Right. You, and again, so I go back there, we're we're outliers and most guys that are training, most people are listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you're an outlier already. Yeah. Why are you listening to this podcast? We're not teaching you how to be, to pull off an arm bar better, how to, you know, how to, and I say that we're not giving you technical stuff to get you better. However, if you're hydrated, if you got recoveries for longevity, you're going to be able to do an omoplata better. You're going to be able to do an arm bar better. Listen, you're going to be able to train longer and faster. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you're already, to me, you're already an outlier. Yep. You, you, you're already, you're already above that 1% that trains. Cause we talk about the 1% that trains in combative arts out of that 1% that trains in combative arts. What do we have? Like out of that 1%, how many of those guys are doing the extra? Right. And when we talk about the extra, not just one extra, I'm sure the percentage goes, then someone's doing a little extra, but I'm talking about that one person, like a Johnny. Yep. That is nailing all of it. Yep. You're now you're talking in the 0.0% of those individuals. Um, And so in this sport, especially you have to, Yeah. because you're constantly wearing your body down. And if you don't optimize um, the body's ability to recover from that stuff, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's not going to, you know, and, and, you know, I, one of the things I struggle with is I'm sure you do is that as you mature, those things all slow down. And I would say that it's even more important for you and I versus Johnny, because he's, He's in his late twenties, early thirties. He just turned thirty. Yeah. By the way. So he's, so he's yeah. He's you know he's thirty years old. I mean you know, twenty years from now it's going to be even that much more important. Yeah. You know so you know um, part of my contribution, part of what I want to give back is the um, information, the knowledge for people to continue on this for the longevity of the career. For sure. For you sure. Know. That's the whole point of this podcast, yeah. right? The whole point of this podcast is to to make sure that you can be the best you possible 100%. at all times on and off the mats. Because yeah. listen, anything that we're telling you is building discipline. Yeah. It's building so much more. And then as we kind of get into that when people come to me and they're like, man, you know, hundred you know, whatever, 180 bucks to train jujitsu. And I just look at them like, I'm not mad at you. Right? I'm not mad at you. You don't understand it. Like, yeah, to you, it's $180 for jujitsu. But if you get past that initial transition piece, you realize how cheap that is. Right. Because you're not just getting jujitsu. Your whole way of life changes once you get bought in. And I say bought into the system. I don't want to sound like it's not a cult. It's not anything like that. Obviously, there are some schools that have cultish, you know, behaviors. But like once you understand. It will change your life. It changes your life. It changes your life. Then you're never going to complain to me about that price again. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, it's like, man, these guys are always complaining about it because they don't understand. Right. It's your job to make them understand how important it is. And again, this this podcast is also for if you're a gym owner, if you're a lead instructor, if you're any of that, and you like if you're gonna be the best instructor, then you need to be the best instructor. You can't just be like, yo, we only roll hard. Right. Well, man, are you, are you coaching your guys on recovery, hydration, food, 
you know, books, all the important things that, that, that are going to be required for that individual to be successful in his or her career. Yeah. And what I mean with career in jujitsu, not everyone's going to do a competition. Not everyone's going to be an active competitor, but everyone this is, is a career, but yes, but everyone that is doing jujitsu past a blue belt, it is a career. You need all these things in order for yeah. you to continue your journey yeah. to be the best you possible. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I want to jump into this, you know, real quick doc, cause we've got one main thing we want to talk about, but um, what we didn't get to touch on the last podcast is I'm just going to throw it out there. Red Bull. And I, and I don't know if I should probably say that. I might get in trouble, yeah. but like, we'll say energy drinks, energy drinks, yeah. right? Energy, it, it, drinks, energy in drinks. If we need to, I'm sure yeah. we don't have enough yeah. listeners yet for yeah. that to even make yeah. a, a noise yet, yeah. but um, energy drinks. I'll see guys and girls walking oh, yeah. around yeah. at tournaments yeah. the day that they're competing, hammering down an energy yeah. drink. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. Like you're about ready to like, Competing at a tournament and training in class, there's two, those are two different things. Yeah. So an energy drink, like let's just not even talk about the heart. What else is like? Like how bad is that? They are they're horrible. <laughs> they're honestly horrible. You know, uh, besides the fact that they are loaded with caffeine, besides the fact that they're loaded with sugar. sugar um, there's a, a lot of stuff on that label that is just shit. And I'm sorry to say it Sounds that way. Good. It is what it is. It is, it is shit. You know, um, the dyes that are in there. Um, and what people don't realize is there are a lot of chemicals that is put in American food today that would not have ever been thought about 10, 15 years ago. There are, there are chemicals in food in the U.S. today that's not allowed in Canada and oh, is yeah. not allowed in the U.K. because they know that it's so bad for you. But the, um, the food industry has, has such a, a huge lobbying uh, body that, 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 that it's been passed through and allowed in, in U.S. food. Um, and energy drinks is, is one of those culprits. I mean, you know, um, the, the, the dyes that are in it, the sugar that's in it, the caffeine that's, it, that's in it. Yeah. It gives you a boost of energy, but you know, what's the long-term effect of that? And what's you know? the long-term effect of that? Of you doing that within an hour or two hours or even 15 minutes before right. training? Right. Like, you know, and, and what for, does it do for your gut? What yeah. does it do for your, you know, your, your mindset? What does it do for, you know, um, you know, the sugar causes a huge insulin spike and then, and then your insulin crashes after that. I mean, you know, that trust it from a diabetic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, you know, uh, that's not, that's not good to have those massive peaks in insulin and massive crashes in, in it insulin. messes with you. It, it totally messes with any you. type one or type two diabetic can tell you, can tell you how horrible. Yeah. Those. And listen, yeah. sometimes we don't have any control out of yeah. it. And I say any control sometimes, your diabetes just decides to do what it wants to do. Sometimes yeah. there are some times where I will have a spike and I can say that I don't know why, but I'll have a spike that uh, after a training session, yeah. um, you know, and then it, the truth is though, if I go back and I can look and I'm like, Ooh, you know, what did I eat within the last 24 sure. hours? Because that's not a, that, that that's not a snapshot of what I, what I had two hours before I trained. Sure. 
that's a snapshot of the last 24 hours. Yeah. And so I've, I've had to learn that as a diabetic, right? Like sure. there, if there's a, if there's a spike, there's a reason there's a spike. Sure. Now I may not, I may have to do some digging on it, but yeah. I'm going to find it. Um, and also as a diabetic, dehydration is one of my worst enemies. I've, yeah. I've, my, my kidneys are already at a position where they're taking a beating. Yep. And now if I'm dehydrated, like that's not good. Yeah. And so, and again, I wish I was uh, like, and guys, I'm not sitting here telling you like I'm the best. No, I've literally had to have IV bags put yeah. in and we'll get to IV bags here in yeah. a second. Um, let what me people ask don't, this. what people don't understand is like when you are messing with the chemistry of the body with stuff like that, you know, you, you mentioned about the kidneys, you know, if, if you're taking uh, large amounts of energy drinks, you're essentially dehydrating yourself uh, by an energy drink. And then you're also, you know what, I am going to eat large amounts of protein. Um, the impact on your kidneys, when you eat large amounts of protein, you have to hydrate because there's a, there's a blood test that is done, um, that measures your, uh, it's your bun, your bellaruba, bellarubin yeah. urea nitrogen levels, which is, it gives you an indication of the health of the kidneys. And if your protein intake is super high and your hydration level is low, you're not flushing that out of the kidneys and your, your bun levels go way up. So when I first got diagnosed as a diabetic, I had no idea what the heck belly Rubin was. Yeah. As a diabetic, you yeah. understand what belly Rubin yep. is yep. and, 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 and the health that, of the kidney. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's like, uh, obviously if you're in the medical field, but like, yeah, just the average dude that's walking around, at like a, my belly Rubin's what? And like, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. And it's like, okay. All right. You know, obviously I'm a fixer. Yeah. Tell me how I fix it. Yep. You know, and, and the truth is, the fix is easy. Like, uh, um, I'm a hereditary type two diabetic. I don't mm -hmm. know if I can ever, you know, reverse it. Sure. Um, but a lot of individuals, cause you, as you look at me now, doc, I'm not your average, um, type two diabetic. No. Right. No. Um, but you know, a lot of individuals that, that, uh, that, that are, are type two diabetics and they're, they're already fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. And, and the only way that it can be fixed is through proper nutrition, yeah. proper hydration, you know, and that, God bless you for doing that. Yeah. I mean, but and that, and again, we go back to this, how important is hydration and nutrition? Yeah. Go out, go talk to someone that has to depend on it on a, on a regular basis so that just can't be like, you know what? going to eat a cheeseburger right. today and, and fries because here's the deal if i decide to eat a cheeseburger and fries today number one even if i want to control it i'm gonna have to dump a lot of insulin in yeah um two if i don't control it you can count that 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 little window of food for me one meal i'm paying for for the next day and a half if i'm not controlling my sugars yeah. and that's a diabetic now take to someone that's not a diabetic it doesn't affect you as bad short term right but there's going to be a long-term yeah. effect well and two what i would say is that if you really paid attention to your body which we're great at ignoring our bodies is that if you really paid attention to your body you would feel it yeah you're gonna feel more sluggish but most people already working in a sluggish state because right. they're already dehydrated 100%. they're already malnutrition 100%. so it's a normal state for a lot of people but i can tell the difference now that right. you know that i'm more dialed in listen I can go eat that candy bar, but I can tell you in about three hours, I'm going to be crashed on the, yeah. on the wall or, you know, on, yeah. not on the wall. Yeah. I don't think I was saying uh, <laughs> on the couch, right. you know, um, I can tell you that, that, that if I eat, you know, as a diabetic, if I eat something that I'm supposed to, um, my training sessions going to yeah. be 
drastically reduced my like and again I, I throw into I go into there I wish that I didn't have a diabetic problem right. but I'm glad that I have a diabetic problem because at 51 you know I'm not the average 51 year old type 2 diabetic sure so you know like obviously you know I still have issues um, you know, I hit the emergency room maybe once or twice a year with yeah. something that, that, that's, that's related to diabetes, which sucks. Um, cause I'm not perfect. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I feel because I do dialed in a little bit more, man. Um, you know, if you've never had a sugar crash, you have no idea what that feels right. like. Uh, you know, sugar crash, man, it literally can put you in diabetic coma. Yeah. Um, but then when I go back to that, like part of that process is I know that if I, if I'm having a low sugar, uh, it, which is very uncommon for me as a type two, normally sure. I'm at the higher level, but if it is, it's, uh, I can tell you that my hydration's off too. Yeah. And I can tell you that once I get my hydration back into clay, my, my sugar level starting yeah. to balance out a little bit more. Yeah. Like for a diabetic being hydrated is super huge. Being a diabetic athlete, I, it's like, it, it, I need to be better. And I will say that. And, and I will tell you, you know, there's there's so much science out there about the correlation to poor diet um, and heart disease and cancer, um, you know, the impact that sugar has on cancer rates, yeah. the impact that sugar has on the growth of cancer, um, you know, because in, in, and again, you know, people don't think about, you know, you are just a bunch of chemical reactions. And if you're constantly, you know, we think about this with our cars. So if you have a high performance car that only takes premium fuel, you know that when you put low grade fuel in it, that car is going to run like crap. Yeah. You're like, holy cow, like I can't believe how much. But think about your body, which is so much more complex than a car engine. <laughs> and yet you will dump crap into it all day long, year after year after year, and then wonder why you feel like crap yeah. and wonder why you're sluggish and wonder why you're having problems sleeping and wonder why, you know, you're getting injured all the time. I do truly believe that most people, and I'm not, obviously athletes are, are not most people, mm -hmm. but I do feel like most people don't know what feeling hydrated feels like. Right. I feel that they're consistently at a dehydrated state and, you know, that lethargic and tiredness right. and, and just, you know, no energy is just part of their life right. now, you know, right. and it could be an easy fix, um, you know, and, and, you know, so it kind of always, for some reason, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm watching these younger athletes walking around with, you know, an energy drink. So right. I don't get in a lot of trouble, but, you know, and it's just like, and I, and I know them like when they're walking by me and I'm at, I'm at, I go to tons of jujitsu tournaments. Right. So I get to see people and I'll, I'll right. see people walk by and obviously, you know, I'm not looking at that person because I'm checking. I'm like, why does that person have that energy drink in their hand? They're about ready to go in an hour. Right. Like, I'm like, like, are you going to be performing your best? Or are you going to be performing at a very jittered, right. You know, aggressed state. I don't know. And maybe right. that works for you right. short term. I don't, I don't think it's long term. I'll, I'll come to this. Um, how about like in gate? Obviously we're going to, I'm going to jump into like, you know, like some of these other type of drinks, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the Gatorades, the Powerades and all that. Um, you know, cause I will grab a Gatorade zero and I know that it says zero sugar, but it's sweetened by something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but I do know that like a Gatorade, a regular Gatorade has more more sugar, sugar than yeah. a Coke. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, you know, and and I hate that because Gatorade was really, quite honestly, the Gatorade Institute. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but the Gatorade Institute has done a ton of research on hydration. You know, and they've actually done some really good published work around hydration and the importance of hydration, etc. You know, and they are trying to do good things with, you know, some of the products that they create. Uh, to help to uh, enhance recovery, to help to enhance performance. Um, so I think Gatorade as has this this concept that is a good intention. Um, I think most of the products that they have out there that most of us as the general public get is shit. Um, you know, you know, with the amount of dyes that are in those things, you know, I, I, I keep talking about dyes because dyes have, a huge impact you know if you've got a child that has adhd that is severe you need to start looking at the dyes in your food okay. um, because it is in some kids and i i saw this in my my own child um, when he had something that had a, a red dye in it it was literally like he had four cappuccinos i mean it was that much of an effect on him oh, just see. simply from dye um, and once we found that correlation uh, and were able to remove that from his diet, it made a huge change. So, you know, obviously, you know, and I, again, most people think that grabbing a Gatorade is, is, is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was saying, you know, and then obviously a lot of people have been like, all right, well, Gatorade's got a lot of sugar. Gatorade zero has none, but obviously it's, it's, it's still sugared with something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm in, let's say I'm at a competition mm -hmm. um, and I'm walking around that day, what should my water have in it? You know, there are, cause um, I've seen some guys do like lemon, uh, yeah. lemon juice, cayenne yeah. pepper yeah. and, uh, and, um, Himalayan salt yeah. in their, like in their, their gallon yeah. of water that they're carrying yeah. around. You know, that's, you can do that route. Um, what I always recommend for, you know, cause electrolyte products change so much. Yeah. Um, I actually have a resource I go to called labdoor.com. Yeah. We talked about this yeah. on um, the last one. So for those that don't, uh, or didn't hear it before it's www.labdoor.com. Um, and they really do a good job. They're biochemists. Uh, they break down products and break down those products based on purity um, and what's in the product and then make recommendations um, for those products. So it's a really good resource for, I always recommend it for our physical therapists and our athletic trainers and physicians that are looking for good nutritional products because it's it does a good job of breaking it down because there's so many different products yeah. that are on the market. I typically try to go towards things that are more organic in orientation um, that have a lot less additives and preservatives in them tend to be more uh, natural in their, in their, um, in what they put into the product. You know, again, for some people, you know, electrolytes are good, especially if you're in competition day. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what I would say is uh, be cautious not to put electrolytes in every drink that you have, um, because sometimes that can make you like for myself, um, you know, it can make me retain water, you know, uh, again, there's so many different environmental effects or environmental things that add to that, 
um, give you a perfect example. When I went to BVI uh, for Heal the Heroes, um, I did uh, electrolytes while I was there because the last time I was there, even though I'm drinking a lot of water, yes. I was getting migraines um, because I was, I was getting dehydrated from the environment. Um, and so I was adding these electrolytes and I blew up like a balloon. My hands got swollen. My feet got swollen. I was taking too many electrolytes. Gotcha. So again, so there's a such thing as possibly taking too yeah, many electrolytes. There, okay. is, there is, you know, so again, it's, it's a, you know, again, it's a fine, um, a fine, t fine mechanism, you know, find out what works for you. Uh, what I would say is that if you are in competition and you're doing several, uh, bouts find a good natural um, um, electrolyte for you. Um, just be cautious that you're not using too much of it because that can not, also not have, an energy drink, not an energy drink, possibly not like yeah the and Gatorades. I, yeah, or, and or I would Powerades. say yeah, I would say if you're if you're going to go to a hydration source, use water plus something. Okay, you know if that's the route that you're going to go, but I would always use water as my base. Well, Doc, I, I need to get you yeah. out of here <laughs> before yeah. before the real yeah. boss gets yeah. mad at me. Exactly. Um, we, we were going to talk uh, uh, about uh, IV bags. I think yeah. that needs to be it's an entire own podcast. 100%. 100%. So when we come back to the next podcast, yeah. we will we will jump into IV. Um, really, just a, a quick breakdown of the, yeah. of the podcast. It's uh, you know obviously water is king. Yeah. Um, you know energy drinks super bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess when it comes to like the Gatorades, powers and stuff like that, you know, just realize how much sugar's in yeah. there and you're intaking. So you're going to have a crash. You're going to have a rise yeah. and a crash. Um, is that crash going to happen ne prior to your next match? Yeah. Um, and so, if, you know, if, if we're going to do water source, um, c competition day, yeah. you know, water plus plus water yeah. plus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Doc, man, as always, again, I love having you here, man. And, uh, you know, next week we will, we will meet at the same time, the same bat channel, the same bat cave. And uh, we will uh, we will rock this thing out with hydration and move on to some other things. Awesome. Thank All right, guys, you. have a good one. Have Bye. a good one. Bye.